You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm your host, Mr. You. Please enjoy this brief perspective specifically for your ears today. A few minutes of your time just might change your mind. We're keeping it all the way short. A little leaven. And for those that are not aware of what the term leaven means, I promise you, before the episode is over, we'll get into it, break it down. It'll totally make sense. Now, as somebody who has a culinary background, I hope I can explain in a way that makes sense to you. Let me know if it goes over your head. Not my intention at all. But the Bible talks about a term in Galatians 5 and 9 that says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. What does that mean? It's basically a metaphor that the Apostle Paul used to compare the impact of false teaching in the church to the results of yeast in bread dough. That was significant during that time because they were talking about Passover, what kind of bread you could eat, what kind of bread you couldn't eat, go into a lot of different details. Don't want you to get lost there. But just in baking, we understand that a small amount of yeast doesn't have to be a lot at all. A small amount of yeast can make a whole loaf of bread rise. If you ever made bread before, you know how much it takes. It's not a lot. Comparatively, the Apostle Paul was talking about how just a little tiny bit of bad teaching, of false teaching, can quickly spread, infiltrating the hearts and minds of the believers until the church is completely contaminated. Leaven, like any other substance of its kind, or like yeast, is used to produce fermentation in dough. It's the main ingredient that causes the bread to rise in preparation for the baking process. Did that make sense so far? I hope so. Okay. Now, what Paul is saying here is that leaven in this term, he's used that to symbolize sin or wrong teaching that destroys true freedom. Precisely the sin of pride in actuality. You can find that in 1 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse two, if you're so inclined. What Paul was trying to do was protect the church from the consequences of that kind of corruption, of that kind of the of twisting and malicious nature of the false teaching and what kind of threat it causes. And what he was asking was, do you realize that a little bit of sin is like a little bit of yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough, contaminating the dough? That's the impact that sin has. Now, I don't want you to get too distracted with the context. There's a Passover context here. There's a... Uh, Context of how many, what kind of bread you can eat during this time, what's lawful. Don't get lost in the bread baking forest, okay? I'm still here with you. Tour guide is still here with you. Understand that this is about influence. That's what this is really all about. The kind of influence that we can have that changes lives for the better and produces freedom, or the kind of influence that creates bondage and oppression and stifles the kind of liberty and peace that I think we all desire most. Does that make sense so far? Here's some beliefs that we've learned over the years to kind of help crystallize the picture we're trying to paint today, okay? Like, your mom talked about it all the time. She wasn't right about everything, but your mom was probably right about this. Be careful of the company that you keep. That's really, really important. And because I got stories for days of what happens when you don't do that, right? <laughs> I'm sure you do too. Share one on our social media platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on those. If you have stories that you can share, keep the names out, of course. Other terms, one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. That's just not figurative. That's actually literal. 
I've had a basket with a bad apple in it. And what happens? Inevitably, because that bad apple is in physical contact, which is important. It's in physical contact with the other apples. It spoils the other apples just by touching, just by being in contact. It begins to rot and decay and, and, and apples that were not spoiled become spoiled just by being physically attached or associated. So for all you super women and super men out there, I'm busting a bubble. You can't be around all that negativity, that corruption, and all those things and not be impacted and touched by. I don't care how great, how strong, how anointed, how special you are. If you're around that stuff for any amount of time, it can impact you. Same way as the apple did to all the rest of the good apples in the the basket. Now, words that we allow to remain around us. Isn't it funny how even on your social media platforms, all of the bad news remains at the top of your news feed? But your good news falls to the bottom and you can hardly find it. Amazing how that happens, right? Even in our minds, the thing that we allow to remain in our heads is really, really important. How well do you process good and bad news? Where do you place it? How much of it do you talk about? Which do you keep on your mind all the time? Which do you share with others? Kind of important. There's an idea that sin has no degrees. I like to believe that that's the truth. A lot of folks that I know think a little white lie is okay as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. It's still a lie. It's still a sin. So it doesn't matter how much, the same way Apostle Paul talked about the leaven, doesn't matter how much sin is there, all it takes is a little bit. A piece off the backside. And all it takes to spoil everything you're trying to do because that little bit of sin is present. Same way 11 does to a whole batch of dough, right? Even in some things like poisons. There's poisons out there that only a small amount of it will kill you. Not even require that much. Just a small dose. There's plants that grow sometimes in your yard that are very poisonous. We don't know about those things. Just a little bit of that poison can harm you. It's the same way with a little bit of sin, a little bit of leaven. It can spoil everything. Now, these kind of ideals usually happen in negative ways because we or they or me or us decide in our own best interest with no regard for others. Or we've been so hurt that we think the only way to survive is to demolish anyone that gets in our way. But at the end of the day, the best part of the human experience is to undergird, support, encourage, build up, and be there for others. Uplift others. It's the best part of us. It's the best element in our makeup. I believe it's what makes God smile. It will make the angels in heaven rejoice. Yeah, you got to grow in the process, but your circles, your sphere of influences, your, the path of your feet walk, the work where your hands are placed are exponentially better when you bring that kind of influence to the table. Why not make it better than it was before you got there, right? Before you showed up, right? I want to leave you with a short story. I really hope it encourages your heart. It was once a group of 100 people attending a seminar on personal development. In the middle of their talk, the speaker stops and decides to run an impromptu group activity. He hands out a balloon to each attendee and tells them to write their name on it. The balloons are then collected and placed in an adjacent room. The speaker then instructs the 100 attendees to enter that room and within five short minutes, they have to find a balloon with their name on it. Pandemonium breaks out, as you would expect. As they charge in, pushing and colliding into each other, desperately trying to find their own names. The five minutes pass and nobody succeeds. 
The speaker then tells each person to pick any random balloon and give it to the person whose name is written on it. Within a few minutes, everyone has their balloons back. He then said, what just happened with those balloons is exactly what happens in our search for happiness. We frantically look for it all around us, everywhere, just not knowing where it is. Yet our happiness lies in the happiness of others. By giving them their happiness, you get yours. I'll say that last part for those of y'all guys way in the back. Yet our happiness lies in the happiness of others. By giving them their happiness, you get yours. Hope that made sense. We're keeping it all the way short. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.